It's like, I am heat. And then it's just going to be muted. Why are you heated? A lot of stuff going on in the cigar industry. And unfortunately, we're not at a place yet where we can talk about a lot of it. I, I ask people out there to keep an eye on, and I don't even know what's going on. I try to talk to John. He's, he's being very professional with me. Uh, but there's something going on with Ace Prime. There were, obviously, you saw the articles that Ace Prime is no longer going to be distributed by Crown Heads. But the way these press releases are coming out and some of the comments I'm seeing on Facebook, there's a big story here. And it's a crazy thing. And I don't like it. I don't. I, I, John is my dear friend, and I want to make sure he's all right. I'm sure he. I did. I know for a fact. If there's something askew, it's not coming from John. Yeah. John is a, a straight shooter, honest guy, as there is out there. That and also like, yeah, I don't know. You just. I met him once in person. You hear. You hear him talk. He's all about. He's wakes up, goes to the office. Leaves the office, goes home, and spends time with his family. Yeah, he doesn't have nothing time for else. Bullshit. You know, yeah, he doesn't seem like he has time for bullshit. He has a great personality, but he also has a for me a personality that I probably would not even want to like cross, in my opinion. No, but he's he's a guy. He's like an old fashioned. That's what he is. He's like an old fashioned kind of, almost like a like a not a frontiersman, but like a like an old man of the West, where it's like respect and kindness and everything but yeah. if you cross me like you're, you're done you're done um so what i think that's how it always should be but yeah. maybe that's my me well I, see, I, know, I know people that are that are either way too spiteful or way too nice and just let any kind of snake in the, yeah. in the barn i think it's also due to what your what what you've have have happened in the past as well if you've gotten bitten way too many times then you're kind of like i can't do this again you know some people don't learn but he he seems like he would give the shirt off, you know. He literally gives us. Shirts. He literally gives us the shirts off his <laughs> back. That's money out of his pocket. That shirts off his back. Yeah. So, so I mean, I don't know what's happening. Um, there's there's going to be a dojo episode. So when this comes out Thursday, Thursday. So tomorrow night, Friday night, a dojo episode that some stuff will be talked about. Um, whatever it is, John is not the the shit talking type. If somebody comes out and says a bunch of stuff about him, John's not going to go out there. I'm trying to convince him. I'm like, dude, come on our show and whatever yeah. you got to say. Like, you know, we'll talk shit for you because I love it. I love, I love a nice say, cup of tea, like the stuff Chris. I've heard him say, oh, yeah. I love the tea. So do I. The stuff I've heard him say, it just seems like it's also coming from like years and years of experience where if he doesn't with something, excuse my language, he'll just say it and then just like move on. Yeah. But even that, like he's still very like, I don't know if you've said this or if he said, there's this thing where he's super like quiet and people take quiet and introverted as like sometimes negative like we're like oh he's a a weakness or something or he's a dick he's he's this he's that i mean i don't know maybe maybe i'm being biased but like you your relationship with him has benefited me because like you're you're telling him about me like i've met him once like i said in person i got to interview him for um another piece of content while you know for something else a while ago just and i we were talking about like if he didn't want to be cigar manufacturer where we'd be and he was like well my grandfather loved boxing and i got to meet joe lewis and i got to do that and i was like what like there's just a different side of him you know there's some people not even in the cigar industry just i work in the film industry outside of work and there's so many people who won't give you the time of day so it's nice when like i guess people in general like in an industry that you're in just kind of like still like acknowledge you as a person and he does that so it'll be very interesting to hear what 
what went down. Yeah, I, I want to know. And you said uh, the dojo show on Friday. Friday night is having um, someone from uh, Ace. From someone from Ace on there. So, and like I said, normally this is not a big story. Normally this is a story you see that a company is, is ending distribution rights. La Polina's done it. Uh, Caldwell, Room 101, a bunch of companies have done this. But since the news broke Friday, there Even the been, way the press releases have been worded, you know, yeah, it's, I sent it's, the, I sent the press release to James, and James was like, "It seems like there's a lot more behind this. <laughs> like it, what a lot wasn't said, and a, it was like maybe what um, three paragraphs." There's a tension in the air in the yeah. cigar industry that you can tell. You got to re. It's like uh, you know how cows, when the tsunami's coming, like yeah. that's a sign. Is like if you see where the cows are going or what, what way the birds are flying. Yeah. So there's there's little little hints around if you, if you know where to look in the right media. So for example, I'm going to give you guys a little little trick of the trade here is when you're checking the media. So like I was reading, so the half wheel had the main article about it saying, Oh, more to come. This press release, this guy said that very quick summary. But then I was reading, um, their summation of their second day at Interzebach, the German, yeah. um, uh, trade show that's going on right now. And in the beginning of the Interzebach, I can't remember who was writing the article. Maybe it was Charlie or Brooks. Or Patrick, I mean, those are the only three guys. But one of those three was, was writing the article. And at the beginning, he said, oh, I had a hard time sleeping the other night in in Germany. I don't know if it was because I was doing all this stuff for the thing. I was also up last night doing a, like a lot of legwork on this Crown Heads Ace Prime uh, Piece. Sep, you know, separation. And I'm sure you guys are going to hear more about that in the coming days. So you can tell right there this is not a simple thing. Then there were Dojo posted on their Facebook. There was a bunch of comments on there. And you can even, you know, like there's these little hints that you can kind of see. I need in to the, look it up really quickly. Yeah. There's the Facebook little, one anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, Aaron Loomis commented on the Facebook one. Aaron is from, I believe he's from Developing Palettes. I think he's from Developing Palettes. Um, but he even mentioned like in the comments on Cigar Dojo, like, oh, there's a lot more to this story coming out. So there is something out there. Now, here is why I'm not one for drama in terms of the celebrity world or any of that stuff. I find that like to be a, a who cares. Why I care about the drama and the tea, so it's called, for the cigar industry is because so often it is just such monumental bullshit. So often it is somebody doing something so silly and stupid or some small slight or some guy saying something stupid about Carlito Fuente. <laughs> like, so often is it something like yeah. that that you have to look back and you're like, you know, in, in an industry like this, where the whole point is to have a sense of community and coming together and sharing of experience and a sharing of knowledge, to see that there's people who are involved in this industry who are like that, who are like a mean girls, or who are, they're like almost like a celebrity level of a-hole, to see those people in this industry is just so surprising to me that I, I latch onto it. I'm like, I need to know more about this because why did you pick this industry to be your a-hole? Like, this is not an asshole. I mean, listen, are there, are there a lot of a-holes in this industry? Sure. But generally, the people that I interact with on a daily basis, the manufacturers that I work with, the customers I engage with, a majority of them are not a-holes. So it's just weird to me that there are, and now listen, when it comes to business, there's always going to be tough businessmen, people who do business a different way. 
most of that doesn't affect the customers. Most of it doesn't really affect us. Most of it is manufacturers, mm -hmm. not like, you know, this guy does business, that guy does business. But when you see something like this, that's, there's, there's, like I said, there's a tension. It's palpable. Yeah, it Something's seems like there's a lot to, of drama. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect a lot of drama or, luckily we've never been a part of any drama since I've been here uh, with, with many people, many um, other, any other manufacturers or companies, cigar publications, anything like that. We've always kind of been neutral, so to speak. Um, we have voiced our opinions on certain things that we're not we're not fond of, but like I said, we've never, no one's ever fought in us on that, really. You know, like to break the fourth wall here, like I, uh, any comments you see maybe on Instagram, that's all Nick. YouTube is me, and we don't really allow any negativity. And there has been a lot, there hasn't been as much negativity as there has been when I first started. But it's interesting to see like it's the people worse, who actually. are causing drama. Real, I don't see worse. it. This year, between the one guy that we always talk about, I don't even want to mention his name. He's not. He's not deserving. Yeah. Of of mentioning his name. Oh, I'm talking. Oh, you're talking about the drama has been worse this year. Yeah, the drama. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, yeah, year yeah. seems very okay. Yeah. That's oh, what you I was mean going like with. drama with us? No, not with us. Just oh. in general. Oh yeah, we there. never have. We, we never, never have drama. I had a little bit of drama on Reddit many many years ago. Yeah, but no. To be honest, but uh, on here people are they, yeah. The cigar know. Reddit community, uh, I think, has changed a lot. But ten years ago, the cigar Reddit community was like the worst of the worst wow, kind yeah. of scumbags. Yeah. No, I'm talking in general. It seems like there's just a lot of drama. Um, it's all drama by like a lot of men. Like you think about drama, everyone's always like, oh, two girls, drama, blah, teenage girls, blah, blah, blah. Two that. girls, one drama. Yeah. <laughs> you think that. But it's a lot of like, it's it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of grown men, like not like 20 year olds, like 30, 40 year olds starting this. Where yeah. you should be, you should rise above it and be, be beyond that. Well, the, at <laughs> least the, the part I'm seeing is that the, when there is this kind of drama, it, it always involves somebody who is drama prone. Yeah. So John is not drama prone. No. So I'm guessing whatever's going on, on the other side might be drama prone or might, but it's never like a, like two, it's never two guys that I yeah. really like and respect. They're mm. never causing the no. issue with them. It's, it's never like a John Huber and a Nick Melillo. It's never and a maybe it's Dion, the comedy. It's yeah. the, the company you keep because at, in my three years who we've interviewed here, um, seems like real, like cigar lovers. Like no one is doing this just to, call themselves a cigar maker you know i see that a lot in the film industry oh i'm gonna be an actor just to call myself an actor and they don't respect the craft right you know we i've never seen you associated yourself with someone who doesn't respect the craft and most of those guys that you do interview that you do bring in that you do talk to are men and women they are very much about it like i i loved hearing um was it lizette lizette carrillo I loved hearing her talk about it because it's a, in a male dominated industry. It's nice to hear that, but you just, you don't hear any drama from anyone like th around these. There is female, walls. There, there there's is dramas female and drama in, yeah. the, in the industry, but that's I'm sure. Un unfortunately because of how the industry just, you know, has been, it's been a more male geared yeah. industry for so many years. The drama that's at like the highest levels is usually, men because yeah. just by, by nature of the industry thus far a majority of yeah, the higher so positions the percentage are of, men. of men but there's there's women definitely some some women listen there's going to be drama in any industry but what i take immense pride in is that now i'm sure that there's customers of yours out there who hate my guts i mean i would hate me too and also when you're kind of doing this thing when you're when you're involved in content there's always going to be 
a troll. A, a, a troll, a group yeah. of trolls. I've gotten yeah. death threats before, and I'm sure there's people who maybe even subscribe to our page that just can't stand my interview style, how I talk, how I look, what I say. And that's fine. That's yeah. your opinion, and I'm, I'm glad you have it. Continue yeah. to, to hate me. Yeah. What I do take pride in, though, is that there's very few, if any, manufacturers that I've worked with regularly who would think a negative. Now, they might say I'm annoying or whatever. But they'll give you a compliment. And you're like, oh, shucks. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, like you I'm don't believe them. What, like, what I believe is that I'm, you know, and listen, sometimes they don't get along with each other. But as far as I know, if somebody asked behind my back, hey, what do you think of Nick Labretti? I'm pretty sure a guy like John or Michael, Nick or Michael or Alec and Bradley would well, would yeah, say in the past few at least months, man, like just things. like going to lunch with you and Nick, and Nick just saw the um, amount of respect he has for you. How you said like I forgot what you said to Michael Herklotz. You're like, yeah, I don't know if I'm like the it, and Michael's like, no, like you are it. Like, but that's the thing. You don't look at it from you're you're not looking at it from his perspective. Much right. like if you compliment them, they're gonna be like, oh no no no. You know, like it's just. It's being humble versus like, because I think if you're humble, it, it, it gives you a sense of reality. So you're not like anyone, like you're not on a high horse, like, ha, 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 ha. And there like are some high horse. Oh, and that's another thing. The guys that I interact with are so not on a high horse, they're walking. Yeah. But then there's guys that are on such a high horse, yet that horse is alone. Yeah. It's not even on the racetrack. It's alone <laughs> yeah. in a field by themselves. And the fact, I'm not going to, I don't want to say his name. But the fact that there's a guy out there where there's a red... So listen, if there was a Reddit page, and there might even be... I, I've gotten some very hurtful comments on Reddit. I know what a vicious place that can be. But if there was a Reddit page dedicated to like, I hate Nick Labretti, the last place you would see me is on that Reddit page trying to engage with these people, defending myself. Yeah. Because guess what? The tr like, and I'm not calling myself like a true, you know, like a, like a whatever... But the top level guys in any industry in the world do not pay attention to that. You know, Steve Jobs was not on no. the I hate Steve Jobs Reddit page. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if there it's was not a, the same as like there, there, athletes you, use it for fuel. Maybe musicians. There use are some. It. Kevin Durant is always like filmmakers, actors. I'm sure everyone, you know, they use I don't it think, for I don't think Quentin Tarantino's on his anti Quentin Tarantino Reddit page. I don't think he cares. No, no, I, I wouldn't say maybe directors. I don't think I, I don't, would say like I know I bring it up a lot. Like people tried boxing in like Donald Glover, and I think he made Atlanta out of spite because he talks about spite. <laughs> it's a theme on his show. No, see, there's a difference between so not spite, but like yeah. I think if they say like oh Donald Glover can't do can't do a show like Atlanta, he's going to come out and make one of the best one of the best shows he possibly can. So I don't see I see it more in sports. I don't know if actors like if someone's like. Nick, Nick Cage or uh, Vin Diesel or blah, blah, blah. They can't act. They, they don't they, like, I feel like Adam Sandler gets that a lot. Then he turns around and he does like uncut gems ran yeah. over me. Like he did. Then he's like, he impresses you. But I think there's a point too, where they're so rich that they probably don't care. Well, see here, we're, we're talking about slightly different. Things. Yeah, no, I, big, I, yeah. they're different things. I know they are. Cause there's one thing about responding to criticism, whether it's in a YouTube comment or whatever, um, or a critic's review of your work. But that doesn't or, fuel uh, your fire if someone's talking. That stuff you know? does. That's but like, not even really, because here's the thing. I, I keep seeing the good results. So the one or two comments about you should have done this, you should have done that. I'm like, well, if I was to take this seriously, then like, well, then I'm not doing my job right. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm currently doing the job right 
because we're seeing the success that we need to see. So one or two comments is not going to affect me. Now, there are some people, hey, listen, if you make a really bad movie, the critics hate it, doesn't make any money, maybe you should listen to some of the criticisms out there. Yeah. But I'm not talking about basic criticisms. I think it's important to open your ears to criticisms. I agree. Different viewpoints so you can learn, do better, you know, just I to hear people's opinions. Speak for Justin here. I'm I used he to He gets a lot of criticism. I right used now. to hate uh giving my screenplays to people for them to read. Cause I didn't want to give them to like my friends and then they'd be like, This is absolute dog shit and they tear it apart. Now I do it because I like I, I go to the people who I know will absolutely be honest with me and won't just say, I'll wreck "Hey man, this play, is Chris. good." Like I don't know how many times I give you a piece of writing and you're like, "There's a few tweaks here and there that I fixed, but overall, like good stuff." Or you'll tell me you've told me in the past, like, "This is actually what it has to be." I'm not going to go into my cubicle or up here and, and cry because it's like I, he's only doing it to make so I don't look like an idiot, and that's what I think everyone has to do. Right. And there is a big difference in that, but there, but right. when people are attacking you on this, on YouTube, on that, like for me, I would want to use it as fuel because it's like, they're just straight up hating. Right. And that's fine. But the difference between a YouTube comment, a Twitter comment, a Facebook comment, and a Reddit page dedicated to hate, that's not a constructive, that's not a, you know, a YouTube comment is, hey, I just watched this YouTube video. I want to comment directly on what I'm seeing here. Hey, I thought this interview would have been better. Hey, you should have done this in the, yeah. that's a, I, I almost take them as a lot of times more honest because it's a it's an instantaneous. You just watch the thing and you're commenting on the thing you just watched with whatever your feedback is. For people to create a whole Reddit a subreddit on I hate so and so. So I'll use Brendan Schaub for example, the comedian. People, I think he's a nice enough guy. I think he's just kind of stunad. I think Joe Rogan kind of pulled him along a lot for yeah. like. You know, in terms of his, uh, he was UFC his fame. first, right? I think he's harmless, though. I think he's just, you know, he was so famous when he started doing stand up because he was on Joe Rogan. He was a UFC fighter. That well, it's, I don't, like, I don't I love, think it's like Jeremy Piven. I yeah. love Jeremy Piven, but why are you doing stand up? Well, he, like, never you're a to get actor. he never needed to get good at it to yeah, get the accolades yeah. and to get the fandom and sell the tickets. Exactly. Um, but there's a whole subreddit dedicated to like hating him and hating his show. And he goes in there. All the time, and like either oh, we'll argue with these people, or he's looking, and then he'll say like, "Oh, I don't pay attention to hate." I'm like, "You do," because I wouldn't even know that a subreddit existed about me. Yeah, if I was that famous and successful, and there was a sub, first of all, I'm still, I was never going to be on Reddit. And if there was a ten thousand person subreddit of like, "I hate," I'm not googling my own name. I, unless somebody tells me about it, I would have no idea it exists. And if it did, I'd be like, eh, "God bless." As I drive off in my Ferrari. Yeah. But to see what we saw this weekend where the, this guy has a subreddit about hating him or ha hating his brand, maybe not so much him. And he's in there like defending himself. If you have to defend yourself to the lowest common denominator, which yeah. is what I really regard a lot of these subreddits at is the lowest form of civil discourse. Exactly. If you have to get in there and feel the need to fight and do the thing in there. You're not comfortable with who you are. You're not comfortable with your standing. You're not comfortable with the amount of respect you're getting. I would let my work prove. Yeah. yeah, I would let my work. Let it, let it brush off. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm giving him serious advice. Not that I really like him or his style, but like, yeah. honestly, I think it's probably shitty to have that happen to you. I think it's shitty to have a bunch of trolls who don't know anything about the business. Not that he knows anything about the business, but a bunch of trolls who really aren't even involved in the business, you know, critiquing and doing all, saying yeah. all this nasty stuff about your brand does this and your thing does that. 
But to go in there and try to defend yourself, like you already lost the battle, even if you have good points, even if what you're saying is, hey, listen, our brands are done like this. We, we really do get the best tobacco and we work with this guy and that guy. But by going and engaging at, at that small of a level, it's one thing to be engaged in a civil discourse and somebody says, hey, I don't like your cigar. And you're like, oh, can you explain to me why I don't like it? Oh, I don't like that taste like this. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe try this other one that we sell. It's more to that is fine. But to go and engage in the savagery and try to defend yourself in it. Well, you know, we do this. Yeah. It's like you're already lost. Well, do you think he brought it upon himself, though, too? I mean, he definitely did. His yeah. whole attitude and demeanor. Yeah. Like, Again, what, what what brought me to say is is I, I hope that the people I've engaged with, um, again, I love the fans and our customers, but their opinion on me, I don't really care about. I care about their opinion on our company and in the cigars. Yeah. But if you all hate me and that drives you to buy more from JR, so be it. I'll take that burden. Um, but the people who I interact with outside of the camera, the manufacturers, John, Michael, yeah. Nick, Dion, Alec and Bradley, Steve, um, Dave, these yeah. guys, yeah. yeah, Dave, their opinion on me matters more because they've seen the oh, yeah. real me. They've seen the personal me. They see how I conduct business and they've seen how I treat them. And so if, if they offer back the same respect, it's a good reflection on me. No, I, I agree. I it's it's not. Whereas a customer might just they might just they yeah. might hate my shirts that I wear. They might hate that I look like a big pumpkin. Like yeah. they might hate like the, my I'm teeth not, are crooked. They it, might yeah. hate the small BS about well, me. Well, yeah. If you you know, I learned this at a younger age. If people are picking on your physical like appearance, like you could change that. You could lose weight. You could do this. You could do that. But like, man, if someone has a really shitty personality, like you, it, that's hard to change. Yeah. Right? For a lot of people. Um, I know I always go back to relating. I, I, you know, I'll stick to work here. If a video looks good, I thought you were gonna make another basketball story. No, no, I'm story. saying. No, no, no. <laughs> you talk about playing power no, no, no. forward one more time. If a uh, if a uh, <laughs> if a uh, a video I do here or a piece of you know writing article I do, it means more if like you if my coworkers say that was really good versus like a buddy of mine. And there's nothing against a buddy of mine, right? Like who might not know much about video. But see, I'm your coworker and I'm your buddy. You are. So if I give a script to Justin, if he's like, I like it, but X, Y, and Z, like I'm going to respect that more because like he just, you know, because he's a fellow artist as well. Like we're all fellow, like, like, like that. Like I like that. I respect that more and I hope you guys feel the same. Cause yeah, but he would criticize it. It's not Darren Aronofsky enough. <laughs> you need to have a suicide and a heroin addiction to really get to the depths of human. A story you know. like, yeah, come up, go down. But like, yeah, I, I tend to not listen to people who haven't like been through it much. Like, I don't think I would ever give advice to, it'd be like me going up to AJ Fernandez or someone and being like, yeah, I think you did that wrong. I think uh, with that tobacco, yeah, I think you did that wrong. Or just putting my two cents in in general. Yeah. Like, I remember when I first started working here, like, I was extremely quiet. And former my former boss, Greg, who was on here, you guys know, he always be like, oh, why are you so quiet? Like, you have to speak up. I'm like, I'm going to be really honest with you, dude. I'm just trying to listen and learn lingo and stuff because I don't want to say something and sound like an idiot. There was one time I was going to say something I didn't. And then Anthony literally said the exact same thing I was going to say. And then everyone's like, that's a good idea. And I was like, oh, at least, it. no, but I'm like, at least I, that's yeah. where my mindset you need, is. You need that for a little bit sometimes yeah. when you're in a new environment. Yeah, you like need at a least few. I'm, at least, okay, yeah. I was going to think that. Someone else who's been here has said it. It was well received. Now it's also I'm, the case of people using lingo yeah, too much. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
but no, I, I, I mean, I think what you said is perfect. Like you're the people who respect you are like, out, you want just to be well respected by the people that you look up to. Yeah. Who you've been and not well building liked. I don't want to be well liked. And here's here's the difference between well liked and well respected. Well liked is oh, I would hang out with you. You're fun. You're funny. I like your personality. I think I have a terrible personality. I'm obnoxious. I'm loud. I talk too fast. I'm sarcastic. Half the time, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'll go on a rant and I'll have a hot take on something in for UFC or for football and be so off base. It's not even close to funny. Um, I, I am very dig my heels in. I can be very petty. I like revenge. I fucking love revenge. I want to get so much revenge all the time on people. That's liked. And that's why I have a very small circle of friends who I'm very close with because they found something in that mix that they're okay with. Yeah. Respected is different because I don't like Tom Brady. But you respect him. But I respect him. I don't like his personality. I think now that he's having a tough time this year, I think he's whining a little bit. I think he should have retired a long time ago. I think he could be a little snooty. But I respect him, his talent, his work. And I know that if I was a teammate of his or I was on his coaching staff, we might not get along personality-wise, but he would show up every day, he would bust his ass, and yeah. if he saw me busting my ass, he would show me the same exactly. respect. That's why I prefer... he's been I in the prefer, league 23 years, yeah. so he, des- he deserves that. Yeah, that's why I prefer respect, because respect is my work ethic, the how I actually am portraying myself mm-hmm. in a realistic light, and what I've contributed to the industry. Was that a line from Anchorman Vince Vaughn? I don't like you, but God damn it, yeah, I respect, respect you. you. Yeah. That I think respect is more, and this isn't in the same vein, but when my mom would tell me I'm very disappointed in you, it's like, oh no, that's worse than anything. Yeah. I don't want anyone to be disappointed. Like if I did something and Nick, you were like, you, know, you said to me like, I'm just, I'm disappointed in how you acted. Like, oh man, like I must've really effed up to do that. Cause it's like, you know. Cause I'm never mad at anybody except no. Justin. Yeah. I mean, well, but look at him. I know. And also, if somebody minutes. tells you, if somebody tells you they don't like you, <laughs> there's superficial changes you can make to yeah. that. It's like, oh, I really don't like that guy. Oh, I can be quieter. I can be funnier. I can, I can change those certain aspects. If somebody tells me I don't respect you, it's like there's no coming back from that because it's a deeper level. It's a matter of, again, like is what you showcase. Somebody yeah. likes you based on what you showcase. Somebody respects you based on your contribution, your contribution. and your ability to contribute. And, and, so, the, and your, um, I don't know if it would be like your moral compass, but yeah. like what your beliefs are and all that. Like we can have different beliefs, but like I could, I, I still at the end of the day, like I'm not going to be like, oh, this person believes in this, isn't that F you. Like I'm still like, no, let's go get lunch. Let's go have a cigar. Let's go hang out. Like that's okay to have. And I think that's what's kind of lost yeah. in general in the world of like, oh, you voted for this or you do this or you like this, you like that. We can't be associated. It's like, no, you could still like coexist and we don't have to agree on the same thing. Like that's you know, that's the main thing in relationships. If my wife was the same exact person as I was like, I would, it's like Jerry Seinfeld. Why would I want to date anyone? I hate myself. You know, kind of like, it's good to have that balance, you know? But yeah, it's, I think if anyone were to be like, yeah, I don't respect your opinion. I, in this industry, if someone's like, I don't respect you, I would, 
I probably would leave the industry. Personally, I, I would because it's like, no. well, no, it depends well, it on depends who on it who, is. Yeah. If, it, it never, if John ever, Huber is looking at me, he's like, I don't respect a thing you do, Chris. I'd be like, you know what? It's been real. Like, yeah. I'm going to leave, you know, because how how can you build up from that, you know? But I still think I'm a, I'm a baby in this industry because I still have a lot to learn. Well, that's also why I attached myself to people in this industry who I know are going to be straight shooters. So when I ask my little enclave of, of friends and not, not my enclave, but the people yeah. that I, I, you know, I work a lot with. And if I ask them their opinion on somebody, none of these guys are like the happy go lucky, like, Oh, I have hung out with yeah. him and he's no, fine. They're, very they're all going to give me, they're not going to be overly mean, but they're going to give me sincere answers. And they're so when I, like, eh, he has nothing, yeah. he does nothing for me or I can't stand him. When, I, like, when yeah. I ask them about certain, like, like this guy that we always talk about, and the fact that not one person I have ever asked from the highest levels to, uh, you know, a rep from a small company, not one person has said like, oh, no, he's actually a really nice guy. And he's really they're all just like, no, we yeah. don't do business with him. We don't. And I'd like to put out there the reason we do uh, talk about him and I know we may sound like we're contradicting ourselves. It, it is what it is. But it's because. It seems like every week something he does his, his something, new, something, something a new like, spectacle. Yeah, he does something, and it's for show, and it's always on yeah. online. So, like if if it was something where we didn't hear from him for the last six seven months, we probably we wouldn't have entertain. About him. Yeah, like we, we would have forgotten should. about him, and we wouldn't entertain it. Yeah. But when he's frustrating everyone, and he says certain things, and um, you know, when you really credit yourself to changing the industry, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would sit well. And I'm trying to compare it to something, but I don't know how it would sit well with anyone. And also, he, like the OGs must be like, not even give him the time they of day. Don't. And the thing I don't like about it, because this is going to lead me into my next topic, is he, he, when he talks shit about a manufacturer or a company, I'll talk shit sometimes, but I'll, and I, I won't even call it talk shit, but I'll call out a company on what I believe to be not a great decision that they've made business wise, yeah. creative wise. I mean, like, you've been very honest about yeah. like the Trinidad, like the, like what H Upman has done the past three years. I mean, like, the original like, the way they, they but like the way garbage. they, yeah. you're like, they should have released this after they should have released this after one seventy. Like you're very honest about that, but you're not going about it at a malicious way. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think it's okay. If you like, you know, it's, to a, have a it's okay. To, yeah. Yeah. I don't, you don't have to have an argument and be like, I'm going to say like, well, that's white. No, that that's uh that's actually like eggshell yellow, eggshell white, or like some other shit. You're saying it just to, just to argue for argument's sake. You're saying it with like, I don't want to say it's like a backhanded compliment, but you're saying I didn't like what they did, but now, holy crap, like they're on fire. Like you always, there's always a point to what you're saying about yeah. stuff. You're not just going out there making a dumbass like Instagram video just for the sake of drama, man, because I think that's what people, people are fueled by it. We, we say it, we joke about it, but like people are fueled by it. It drives me absolutely crazy. But what was the other point that you were going to lead into? So uh, this kind of, I don't, I don't want this to contradict what we've been talking about because I still hold the utmost respect for this company, but I did read, uh, I, I guess this was, this was announced during the interdebach um, trade show in Germany. Um, Fuente is releasing two books uh, two high pro uh, high end coffee table books um, are coming out for the holiday season to celebrate the 110th anniversary of Arturo Fuente, and you can read this article uh, on Half Wheel, which is Half Wheel Dojo, Coop, Blind Man's Puff, Developing Palettes. This is where I get a majority of my news. Um, and they're releasing these two go uh, books that look nice, but one so one of them. The actually large, I think it's the larger one that it has. I can't, I can't tell. They don't, they don't explain it in here. But one of them 
is you know, a big coffee table book and it's retailing for $75. I'm like, all right, that's, I just bought my girlfriend a coffee table book for her birthday on Elvis and it was like a $60. It's like a, you know, a coffee yeah. table book could be big. Maybe it turns into a coffee table. There we go. You're gonna like that. Coffee table. Um, but like seventy five hundred dollars if it's got like really high end glossy pictures, or if it's like uh, you know, I spent one hundred and seventy bucks for my nephew's birthday or Christmas one year. It was really for him and his dad. I got him the legit like yeah. three edition Star Wars encyclopedia, like every term of every single thing Did ever used in Star Wars. Too, I, I got him the Lego. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. pulled the hell out of that kid. <laughs> so the one of these books is seventy five dollars. The other one. And I'm going to read you the, the characteristics of it. It's called um, Arturo Fuente Since 1912 is the name. It's a hardbound book. Celebrates the accomplishments of three generations of uh, Fuente family. How they came up with the surname. How they made the Opus X marquee. It includes more than 125 original photographs. Um, uh, Andy Garcia was involved in it because Andy Garcia is a yes. big Fuente guy. Um, and it's finished with an authentic hand-tipped cigar band that presented in a handcrafted clamshell box. It's 240 pages. At the end of the day, it is a book with some nice original pictures. How much do you think that this book is selling for? You said this is a bigger book or the smaller I book? actually can't tell. Right, they so don't really explain, one, but let's assume that it's the bigger one. I'm going to say double. I'm going to say 150. Or am I way under? You're way under. At <laughs> right, 400? Way like under. 800 way uh, not way under but still very much under don't tell me is it over a grand mm -hmm. 1200 1200 dollars for a book 1200 dollars for a coffee table book and this is where is i is it a think, collector's item i mean i guess but like is it one of like 10 i don't uh, it's like that michael jordan jersey that just got sold for 10.7 million dollars a jersey i don't know it doesn't does it say if they're it just says a pair of high-end coffee table books. That's all it says. I don't know if they're limited edition or not. Two books for almost thirteen hundred bucks. But like one of them before tax. One of them is seventy-five dollars. Like, so what is the, the difference? Yeah. Besides, like the packaging. Is there a cigar that comes in that? Book? I don't know. It didn't. It doesn't <laughs> like, say anything. And this is this is why I say again, I am not. To... I would never criticize Carlito Fuente, the Fuente family. Not only are they titans of this industry yeah. and are more responsible. Well, they for the formation of the modern industry. That. Well, that's the thing. Um, and they're also extremely nice. A few times I've met Carlito. He has acknowledged me, been nice to me. We've talked. Uh, and very charitable. They have the, the Fuente Family Foundation that does so much for the kids, uh, the families of uh, Dominican Republic. So they are very good people. This is more of, again, I'm just having a little bit of a hard time with some of their recent business decisions and charging $1,200 for a book the sad part is people are gonna buy it there are fuente fans out there yeah. that are so diehard if it came with some kind of a thing if it came with like a, a five oh you get the book and you get a five pack of he only made a hundred of these opuses 15 yeah, years that, ago then that okay I would maybe something that but for just a book it's a new book. It's not like it's an old book. It's not like it's a original Mark Twain yeah. pressing of uh, you know Huck Finn. Do you know if they're doing like any uh, like on a Kindle or like a digital? Oh uh, no, no, I mean probably not. For, no, not for a coffee table book. You want yeah. the, the whole point is to have there. the big pictures yeah. And, yeah. The, and show off the thing. Um, but 
it just astounds me that they would. And listen, maybe the actual putting together of the project and when they when they're all said and done is like this is what we have to charge. But it's like, well, why are you making a book like that in the first place? Like, why? Because it's a book. Again, a humidor, you want to put gold in there. Yeah. You want to put the fancy cedar. Your cigars, you'd say they're aged for 25. I, I see somewhere of the reasoning along the way that led to the higher price tag. But for Unless a coffee like, table book, because like once you print it, you can just keep printing. It. It's like it gets cheaper the more yeah. you make of them. And I wonder if there's going to be like, I don't know how to really say it, but like photos that have never been like yeah. released or not, not recipes, but like. I don't know. Handwritten notes of like what they should do. I don't know what's going to be know. in this I'm book that's worth twelve hundred bucks. I have to see in my uh, in my network of cigar people if anyone is going to buy it or anyone's able to get a copy and be like, "Can you tell me what the?" I might buy the seventy five dollar one. That would be a nice little accoutrement for for around here for the table and everything. We could we could read um, seventy five dollars. I think for a nice coffee table book is that's appropriate. That's fine. You've seen yeah. There's books out there yeah. that are always there. I mean, the, if this thing was. $400, I'd be like, man, it's kind of expensive, but yeah. it's Fuente. They probably did a thing with their cover. But $1,200 is more expensive than like most cigar things that you can buy. It's more expensive than most humidors, Damn. most boxes. Like $1,200 is an astronomical number for a anything. Is box of like Davidoff's that are that much? Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's okay. a box. I mean, there was the, there was the, the Ordo Blanco that was $1,000 yeah. or the $500 cigar. So you only need three of those mm -hmm. to be more. But that's more than most things in this industry cost. I mean. My cheap ass would not even want to touch that book. Like it would have to be somewhere where it wouldn't be ruined. Because like if I'm going to spend any, like, you know, people who I used to buy nice shoes and I would mess them up. Like you've bought nice Nikes and they seem like they've, they haven't seen the light of day. Although they have, like you keep them in good condition. That's what you have to do with this book. For twelve hundred bucks, but when the book about something is so much more expensive than the items it's about, imagine there was a like a really nice coffee table book about Ferraris, and Ferraris are very expensive cars. So we'll put Ferrari this as the Fuente. Is, is three million dollars? Well, yeah, but let's there's Ferraris that go for three million dollars. There are, yeah. but, but let's say that you know the average price of a Ferrari is five hundred grand, and then give a million either you know a million maybe a million five for the higher end ones. Then you release a coffee table book about Ferrari that's $65 million. Mm. It's like the product is high end, but the coffee table book about it is actually far more money than a majority of what the product is. I have a stupid question. Do you think that $1,200 book is for, I don't want to say like celebrity smokers, but like it might people be. who really have like, who, who, who's 1200 bucks is nothing. <laughs> you I, know, I like say, it's nothing there, to them. It's there Trump is change. a whole uh, industry. It's like a sub industry because it's it's part of many industries, but it's kind of its own separate industry of people of companies who make very expensive, silly things, and people buy them. So St. Dupont, I think their lighters are great. I love. They're very classy, elegant. Um, obviously, you need to get the St. Dupont fuel only. Yeah. You can't use any kind of. But the lighters work great. They're beautiful, and it's it is a nice piece to have. But then they'll release like a set of like, you know, the lighter, a cutter, and then like a pen, like in the style of the old West with all silver. And it's like $6,000. And I'm like, even if you're a billionaire to buy a $6,000 pen is stupid. Yeah. 
it is. It Unfortunately, is. it just it just is because it's not going to really you're not going to get out. First of all, who's using a pen anymore? Yeah. If you're at that level, you have people writing down shit for you all the time. You got tablets, you got computers. Like you're not sitting down and, like if I was if I was sanctioned by the US government to write the next declaration of independence. All right, maybe I'd want to go out and buy like a really nice pen. But if I'm just like a if I'm Jeff Bezos, when was the last time you wrote anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you going to play tic-tac-toe with your grandson yeah. with a $6,000 Wild West ST2 We'll have to talk pen? about this on our new series um, about how Thursday night is strictly. I didn't know all season is just on Amazon Prime. I had some problems with them. I had some problems on Amazon. Yeah. Did you? Uh, Did no. you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I didn't have any problems. I had, I had, I had it was Sunday it was ticket very, had a really bad problem yesterday from what I saw I like online. Yeah, I didn't watch, Sunday ticket like shut down. I didn't watch yesterday. Yeah. But Amazon uh Jeff Bezos there was uh, a, there was a bad latency there for a while. I had oh, to like, yeah. turn my TV off. Really? Was, no, I didn't yeah. have any issues. Um I was at I was at a restaurant watching it with my buddy, then when I came home I finished it and I, there was no issues when I got home. But like I gotta Jeff say, Bezos and Ro, uh Roger Goodell were were Roger? Yeah, touching they, each other. They were there at the game. I was like, "Really? Like it's only gonna be Amazon Prime?" And then I remember weeks ago, I never click on that. <laughs> click on that. Do you article. have Amazon Prime? Yeah. Then what's the problem? No, no the problem. It's not for me. I'm saying for people who like enjoy it. I told Jess, I was like, "We're not gonna have a problem because like we have it." Everybody has Amazon Prime. Everyone's got Amazon Prime. They have a connection to it. There's six what? degrees of Amazon Prime. It's but cheap. he knows that. It's cheaper to watch the Thursday night games for. So I don't have regular cable. I just have internet yeah. and streaming. For me to watch the rest of the football games would cost me several hundred dollars. Yeah. Because I'd have to get cable. Now, well, or, not my fear, but now it's like, I think next season you're going to see like Sunday games on there. It's another way to watch it. It's not a bad idea. Like it's, he's just making more well, that money. Was the, that was a plan with this, uh, when they were trying to do the Super League of soccer. Mm -hmm. And they were just going to get like the oh, 15th. Yeah. I mean, it, it collapsed brilliantly. Quickly. Well, because you know, you don't see a fan react. In didn't America, that, that we're out like it, uh, two years, like during COVID, right? It was, or it was, was it before. before? It was before. All right, I remember that. Yeah. In this country, our, our sports fans, we want to see the best, of the, only the best of the best. Like we don't want to see, you know, the New York Yankees go play the, the freaking no, not even that. Like <laughs> no. as long as they're like, oh, you're in the same, like gotcha. Yeah. We don't want to see them go play like the Trenton Thunder. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in soccer, that happens a lot because it's kind of like a luck of a draw kind of yeah. thing, and there's so many teams. I showed Ted Lasso. They touch on it because they're like a very low. Yeah. Soccer, like they're, I don't know, they're, I don't know anything about soccer, but they're, they're playing Man U and they got destroyed in the, in the show, but they're playing in a stadium. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. So I didn't know that was, that'd be basically, okay, like an NBA team playing like a G League. Yeah. Or like a, and Yankees it happens playing a lot. And then sometimes yeah. these guys go on a run, you know, and then they, they win or they get relegated higher. So there's, you know, there's, a, there's relegation, which doesn't happen in any American sport where if you're in the top, top league, but you finish yeah. last, and then the guy in the league below you finishes first, you guys swap, and now they're in the top league. God, yeah, and the amount of money difference yeah. that can make is, is huge. But they want to make this super league where just like all the all the teams that non-soccer fans know of, Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea. Well, that's like any other sport now, Yeah, they though. wanted, uh, uh, and then from Europe, they wanted, you know, uh, AC Milan. What was wrong with that, though? Well, they because they basically wanted, they, they got tired of playing, and I guess in, in Champions League, like these teams were the big money drivers, but they don't get to see all that money. So if they're playing some crap team from Spain that happened to get in, like that crap team from Spain is benefiting from playing gotcha, Man U, but, but Man then U's Man not. U is not benefiting from them. And then also uh, okay. if they lose, now they're out. 
Gotcha. Um, and, then, and so like they're bringing so much of the money in, but they're not like kind of guaranteed okay. a further. Right. So they want, so, and a lot of these owners are American now. The guy who owns Man U, I think is the same family that owns the Buccaneers. Glazer. Glazer. Okay. So they wanted to have an American version where it well, was like, yeah. all the big name teams and then they would do an exclusivity deal with like an Amazon where all the games would be on like an Amazon oh, or yeah, a streaming service. that wasn't going to work then. Well, the, the problem that they have is is the fandom throughout the world, which I, I have to say I very much admire um, for soccer is v- still very much steeped in like a local tradition of like, no, we would we would rather see the little guy get a chance. Whereas in America, we're like, no, I want to see the two best quarterbacks yeah, play each other. Yeah. They're like, no, I'd rather see, like, who knows if this little guy can like, you know, like our, it's very like, a, they're still like almost local teams. So like even it's in New York City, like the Yankees, there's Yankee fans everywhere. But imagine, it's kind of like a, what's like a, what has a diehard fan base? It's kind of like a Bills fan base. Yeah. But for every level of team. Okay. So even at Manchester United is a huge team, but the the Manchester United fans are like they feel like it's like their local team, yeah. not not local in a city sense, local in like they're in a small oh, town. And this team. is our local yeah, A club, yeah. and so they were there. They were very much against that. And there's a whole explanation that it yeah. was it was a. I don't remember. I don't even really watch soccer, but I watched everything I could yeah, on, that, that news, on that thing yeah, for like two or three broke, days. I watched yeah. all these kind of YouTube videos. Really quickly before we end, mm-hmm. shifting gears, do you think Aaron Judge is going to break the record by the time this episode comes out? He might. I he's mean, got like he's, two I think more home runs in 14 games to break I, yeah, the record or to tie the he's record. He's already he's already ahead of Maris. He's at 59. I thought. Yeah. So he's ahead of what Maris had at the same thought, point. Oh, I'm an idiot. Maris I thought, had. I thought the movie 61 was because he hit 61 home runs. No, no, he did. Oh, okay. He, but at this point in the oh, season. Oh, in the season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they were talking about this morning on um. And then if he gets it, show. if he gets it. This week, I got to look at the math on the number of games. So 162. If he gets it this season, Aaron Judge, and there's a little baseball lore for you. Aaron Judge might have the true single season home run record, I believe, because the people who have broken it. So you had Babe Ruth hit 60. You had Roger Maris hit 61, but he hit it in the first season where they expanded by, I think, 10 games. Or maybe it was a couple, maybe three. I can't remember what the original one the original calendar was, but now it's 162 games. It might've been like 155 or something like that. So that's why he had an asterisk because he got the 1661 in those extra couple games. Gotcha. Then you had McGuire and Sammy Sosa and then Barry Bonds all juiced to the gills. So none of those really count. So if Aaron judge can hit, 61 and he's close to doing runs. like the triple crown as well yeah, if he can hit 61 by the end of this week years. he will be the first no Pujols never got triple crown or Melky I don't Cabrera? know check that I thought yeah. I heard on the radio it said like for the first time in a, in a long time the true triple not crown not Melky Cabrera who am I thinking of from Did Miguel he, Miguel Cabrera yeah um, but he might be the true single season home run king because he'll get it in Babe Ruth time that that's that's what like the true measurement is. Is Babe and Ruth? They said time. it's, and he's doing all this in a contract year, so he'll be getting. They'll pay him. He'll They'll be getting. Him. I'm gonna mark stamp it now. I think he's gonna get a contract of at least four hundred million. He, well, he has to. He has to understand this. He's still got to negotiate with the Yankees a little bit. He can't yeah. walk in there big balls. But they were saying if the if the Red Sox or Dodgers are like, hey, we're gonna offer you three. Do you know why he's not gonna go to the Red Sox or the Dodgers? Why? Because in those stadiums, he is not going to hit 60 home runs. Yeah. He's going to hit 30-something home runs. And then they're going to be like, well, what the fuck, dude? Like, he needs to stay in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. 
And as much as I love the Yankees, they do. They no, made right. that That's, ballpark. That was a thing when that ballpark was first so coming out. Like, if oh, you look, so I, I would love to pull. I'll pull this up later. His home oh. runs at home versus, versus away. away. If he what is at fifty nine right now, I want to say probably over forty. Over of them, forty yeah. of those home runs came at home. Yeah. So take those out, and yeah. he's playing at other ballparks. Like Nineteen or twenty. Yeah. You're talking maybe he'll hit 30 a That's year if he's cool. playing, playing for L.A.? I love seeing history in sports like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm a, well, I'm a big Yankees history, and I love that movie with Barry Pepper. Yeah. You ever see that and movie? Thomas Jane, no. Oh, no, you got to watch it. It's you got to watch it. It's really good. It loses a little bit of its edge now because they made it during like the Mark McGuire, like the, that plays into the movie. Like they have clips five, and everything. Yeah. So that, or early like, 90s, that was supposed yeah. to be. And then Mark McGuire, at the end, they show the actual clip of him when he hit the home run, and he gets like, sad talking about Roger Maris and he's like I'm damn proud to have this thing and like all these years later you're like ah screw uh, you Mark yeah. but I also I don't care I love steroids I think everyone should be on steroids so there you have it thank you very much for uh, for watching make sure to comment like and subscribe and as always keep them lit <laughs>